On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. Leaving out the avocado in your salad to save money is not good for morale or your fiber intake. Luckily, State Farm knows the value of the little things. It's why they've got options, like insuring your home and ride with surprisingly great rates on both. Because you shouldn't have to give up what you love for great insurance. For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Monday, March 21st. It's a trade deadline day in the National Hockey League. Uh, very busy, lots of activity, more so the last two days, really, than today. But starting to see some things get done today one big trade in particular uh which of course we will get to ian cameron great to have alex b smith back with us in the bunker there in his apartment which has been totally railroaded for the last week uh it's good to know that his hearing is still intact uh, after everything he's had to endure the last week i was just uh shouting at him before the uh, show making sure his hearing uh, he didn't need a hearing aid or something because obviously he's had a lot of noise and banging and uh, all kinds of loud noises that he's had to deal with the last week uh, but it's good to have alex back and look what we have here uh this is a scary sight folks this is terry edelman minnesota wild fan supreme with a very creepy looking picture of Mark Andre Fleury smiling right behind him next to the Stanley <laughs> Cup. This is Terry Edelman's wet fantasy right here in front of our very eyes right now. Mark Andre Fleury and the Stanley Cup right behind him. This is just this is what dreams are made of for our guy uh, Terry Edelman. And look who else is here. I mean, just you know, n- nose to the grindstone, fingers to the bone. The last week, writing r- r- tons of articles, keeping on top of the trade stuff covering two teams at the same time, Habs and Bruins. What can't Jimmy Murphy do uh, these <laughs> days? Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you, Jimmy. Welcome in. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you guys. And I, you know, I apologize for the MIAs lately, but like you said, I've just been a little busy these days. Uh, up in Montreal right now in my hotel room, though, watching the final hour tick down into the deadline. And uh, I think we're about to get a flurry of deals uh, come in. That's usually the case each year in the final hour. And then actually after as well, because they got to, do the trade calls and stuff. So it's been crazy, but uh, how are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing good. Uh, we're doing absolutely. We're doing terrific. Uh, we'll we'll do the intros first before we get into some trade deadline stuff. But Alex, let's hear from you. Obviously, what a week for you, right? <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, been you know a whirlwind. Obviously, you know trade deadline week's always a, a big deal. So trying to keep up with the games while literally not really having an apartment in you know one piece has been kind of tough. So uh, they keep delaying things and so forth. So hopefully, I have that done by the end of the week. Finally, have new windows and everything. So 
Uh, but other than that, you know, I mean, it's like I said, big news today with, uh, you know, the trade flurry getting moved and, you know, everybody's already excited here in, in Minnesota. I'm going to be at the game tonight. Uh, I can't imagine what it's going to be like just the, the, that atmosphere. And, you know, everybody now knows that the wild are all in uh, to make a run for the cup and it's going to be uh, an electric atmosphere. And of course, the, the irony that they're playing the Vegas Golden Knights tonight, Flurry's obviously, you know, the story with him and, and though that team and Flurry. It's going to make it for a, a, an even more electric atmosphere. So I'm looking forward to that this evening and, and looking forward to, you know, we got four games here, all of them pretty good games tonight. And, uh, you know, this is now this is the time. This is the push for the playoffs for all these teams that are making these deals moving forward. They're, they're all looking for that one goal to, to make it as deep as they can this summer. Yeah, no question. No question about that. Uh, we'll start with Marc-Andre Fleury trade, obviously, because it's the big one that's happened today. We'll talk a little about what happened over the weekend to Giroud to Florida. Uh, obviously, Hampus Lindholm to Boston, uh, Giordano to Toronto. We'll hit on all of those, and Blackwell, for that matter, to Toronto. We'll hit on all of those, but we'll start with Marc-Andre Fleury because it's the big kahuna of the, all the trades today uh, for sure. And we've got Terry on the uh, on the show with us as well to talk about it. Look, it's obviously, I think, at the point where Bill Guerin saw what he's been seeing, what we've all been seeing from the Minnesota goaltending lately, and it's not been good enough. It's not been consistent enough, whether it's been Talbot, whether it's been Kakinen. It just hasn't been at that level that you need to win a Stanley Cup. So what's he done? He's gone and uh, fixed that and gone to address that, uh, bringing in Marc-Andre Fleury. I like that addition. Obviously, we know he can still play at a high level. Yeah, there have been some rough times. as his numbers down a little bit in Chicago. Any goalie's numbers would be down playing in, uh, behind that Chicago defense uh, this oh, yeah. year. Uh, so, yeah, you, I don't I don't worry about that too much. He's going to be fired up. He talked about it in the interviews today. Chance to win a Stanley Cup. Good organization. Uh, a better defense. Much better blue line in front of him. Uh, you've got Bill Guerin, who he's got a close relationship with. That's why we hinted all weekend. Vito and I, we talked about it. There was a damn good chance that uh, Fleury would go to Minnesota. That, that this was, there, were, there was smoke, there was fire. I believed in this rumor being true. Uh, and sure enough, it played out that way today and don't sleep on the addition of Jacob Middleton and the other trade Minnesota made with San Jose sending Capo Kacken and they're getting Jacob Middleton in return this is a good hard-nosed defenseman who's physical will knock someone down on their can uh, in front of the net very tenacious he's terrific with a stick positioning body positioning he knows how to play without the puck defensively this is huge for Minnesota a great addition and San Jose valued him a lot uh, particularly his defensive play he can drop the gloves too he's been in a handful of fights this year so there's a lot to like about Jacob Middleton's game so thumbs up for Bill Guerin so far today Terry you've got to be one excited Minnesota Wild fan Talbot got traded oh I, I had no idea there uh, no uh, I'm totally happy uh, this is this is awesome. Uh, I think this is probably the best uh, trade deadline day the Wild have ever had uh, in their history. Um, it hasn't really been – the trade deadline day has never really been a great day for the Wild. Uh, Bill Guerin, uh, I, I already completely trusted him uh, before this, but I think he just made two great moves today. Um, Kakinen, yes, I'm a huge fan of his. I do like him. Still could be very good in time. Yep. With with him though, when Talbot Talbot gets injured, Kakinen has to come in. He plays amazing. He looks amazing. As soon as Talbot comes back, for some reason Kakinen takes a step back and and just doesn't play well. So it's it was never going to be Kakinen's net. Um, he's not the future. Jesper Wallstedt's the future here. Um, bringing in Tal uh, bringing in uh, Flurry. Uh, 
not only for how he's going to play in the net, but just being in the room is huge. Um, his He has a history with uh, Bill Guerin, uh, obviously in Pittsburgh. Um, Talbot will play tonight, uh, but I expect a motivated Talbot here. Um, I don't think he's just going to want to give up this net. Uh, and he's been playing well lately uh, the last few games. So, uh, yeah, this has been a great uh, trade deadline. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another move uh, that the Wild make before it's over, but if this is it, I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's an exciting day uh, in Minnesota. Alex, you hit on it already, right? You're going to that game tonight, correct? Yeah, yeah. And I was, it's funny because I, I already found out I was going to go to the game uh, a couple of nights ago. And, and like I said, now to you know wake up and, and basically see this trade, it, it, like I said, the the atmosphere in town already is just kind of a it's a, a buzz. Everybody's you know really hyped up and, and you know hoping that this is a wild team that can make that that run. And like I said, this move should really solidify. Like I said both moves, not just this, but but adding uh, Middleton as well to the blue line. You know, like I said, it, it shores up the gaps that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. You know, as a Hawks fan, I was kind of disappointed that we didn't get you know Cockenden back because I think he is a good goalie. And you know, Terry, you made a great point. He's a guy who needs to be a number one at some point. He needs to be given that chance when he plays consistently uh, and starts consistently. He's a better goalie. He's not one of these guys who can kind of work work as well with the one a one B system or be a, a true backup. So I think he'll get that chance now in San Jose. Obviously they've had goalie issues for a while. Uh, like I said, I would have loved to see that in Chicago, but uh, you know, he, he should fare well, you know, moving forward. But uh, the wild is just two great moves. And like I said, they might make, you know, one more move, but uh, you know, they are firmly set right now. In, in my opinion, I think they have enough to make a deep run, at least go to the Western conference final. Uh, you know, if not make it to the cup finals. And and if that happens, the pick that the Hawks got that's now currently a second round pick becomes a first round pick. So it, it's a win-win in, in that deal. And it's just, like I said, uh, it should be an electric atmosphere tonight. And, and you know, the fans, you know, the fans, that this team feeds off of the fans at the XL center, you know, it's going to be a good time. And, and you know, it's just going to be one of those games where I really think this could be the push forward where if they have a big win tonight, like we saw a couple, a couple nights ago where they have that big, a big home crowd, a big home win, just kind of just, you know, feel the fire even more. And you just, you know, the, everybody's just going to feed off of it. The team, that locker room, the, and, and the fans here in the city, they're just all going to, you know, feed off of one another. It, it has that feel like it does when the Hawks were winning in 2010 and 2013. Honestly, you know, being being here and being around that, that that's the kind of feeling I have right now. Yeah, that's and the it's perfect level. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's perfect to have this nine game homestand. Yeah. Right right at this time we got six games left. Uh, I think it's it's just a great situation too. We're a betting show, obviously, the Ice Guys hockey betting show. We're going to set the over-under 21 and a half number of dings for Jimmy's phone during the show today. <laughs> you can hear it. I mean, my good. Welcome to trade deadline day, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's a busy one. Jimmy, what's your thoughts here? Marc-Andre Fleury, obviously, uh, and, and not just him, Middleton. We, we need to mention Middleton, too, because yeah. that is a yeah. nice, great, sturdy addition on the back end. I'm going to even mention Delorier. I mean, uh, <laughs> they yeah. just got a lot leaner and tougher. Uh, the Minnesota Wild, that is. I mean, obviously, Flurry's the big sh- showstopper there, so to speak. But uh, I, I love the grit that, that Billy Garen has added there. This is going to obviously be a tough battle in the playoffs in that Western Conference, the teams they got to play. And, you know, Colorado's not sitting still. St. Louis isn't sitting still. So uh, kudos to Bill Garen right now, who, who's not messing around. Uh, he, he does not want his team to be one and out in the playoffs. And I think – you know, he's probably seen some things that have worried him over the last month uh, when they were going through that rough stretch. And I think one of those was 
the lack of pushback and a lack of fight in his team. I think they added that with those two big guys right there. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, that is true. Renus Vito and Vito in our chat right now. It's the happiest I've ever seen Terry. It's true. Like, look at that smile. Look at it. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's plastered uh, all over his face right now, how happy a guy he is. And why wouldn't he be for this uh, wild team? Jimmy is totally right to what he just said. Bringing like the in Warriors, Delorier, yeah. um, right away he said, I'm coming in so that Marcus Felino can stay on the ice. Yep. He's like, I'm going to take those five-minute penalties, put me in the box for five minutes, keep Marcus Felino on the ice. And that's huge because Felino, Greenway, Eric Sinek, um, they're completely, with, with only two of them, it's a completely different line. You need all three. So having Felino on the ice instead of going to the box for fighting is huge. So, yes, they gave up quite a bit for Delore. He's not going to attribute offensively, uh, but... I'm okay with the move just because it keeps Felino on the ice. Yeah, no question. Uh, we're going to run down uh, quickly in rapid fire form the other trades, and then we'll talk in depth about the big few that happened over the weekend. But uh, it looks like right now we're just hearing that Arturi Lekkonen from Montreal is off to Colorado. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a nice addition for Colorado. That guy's got This guy's playing well offensively lately as well. So they get a guy that's in good form as well. Uh, who's played in the playoffs, of course, was on the Canadian team last year uh, that went to the Stanley Cup final. So that's a nice addition there for the Avalanche, in my opinion. Good trade there. Uh, the Oilers, speaking of Montreal, they got Brett Kulak, a defenseman, to give them some depth, which is a solid move as well. Uh, Andrew Cogliano as well, also off to the Colorado Avalanche, just moments ago traded from San Jose. Good defensive-minded center. I mean, he's going to help you at that end of the ice, especially right now, uh, which is a great to see. Uh, as you can tell, yeah, Jimmy's going to bounce in and out, I'm sure, during the course of the show. It's busy as hell. We're half an hour away from the uh, trade deadline. Uh, lots going down. Uh, we've got a couple others to uh, make note of here as well. It's just a busy uh, day for sure. Uh, Justin Braun on his way to the New York Rangers uh, as well. Uh, that's a, again, the Rangers could always use a little depth in terms and a good defensive minded defenseman, which Justin Braun certainly is. They could use that on the back end to go with those puck movers like Adam Fox, among others. So that's a nice move for them. Uh, no question. Nick Letty goes to St. Louis, you know, gives them a little a depth on the blue line uh, as well. Uh, so those have been some of the main uh, Nathan Beaulieu goes to Pittsburgh from Winnipeg, which is a, if he stays healthy, he's a good defenseman. But that's the, that's always been the issue the last couple of years for Nathan Beaulieu is his ability to stay uh, healthy. So those are some of the main ones that have gone down today. I'm sure we'll hear a few more trades roll in uh, between now and the deadline. And even after the 3 p.m. Eastern deadline, there's usually some trades that get reported after the deadline. Uh, so well, we'll definitely announce them as we hear them. As far as what happened over the weekend trade deadline. We'll bring up the main ones. Giroux to Florida. Uh, we had saw Giordano and uh, Blackwell to Toronto. Uh, Hampus Lindholm to Boston. You know, those were really uh, some of the main ones that took place over the weekend. Look, a Florida team that's just already loaded up front just got even better with Giroux. It's not just, you know, what he's good along the, the forechecking role. He wins board battles. He wins puck battles. He can score in all different areas. He's got a good release, but he can go to the front of the net, score goals there for you as well, win faceoffs, all situations, leadership in the dressing room. You're talking about acquiring a captain from his previous uh, team, the Philadelphia Flyers. So uh, just obviously should be a great uh, fit for the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, Toronto, you know, Giordano and uh, Blackwell are nice moves. There's no question. But we've seen before in the past that Toronto's made what we thought were nice moves at the deadline, and it hasn't panned out, and it hasn't resulted in playoff success. 
So at the end of the day, that's what it's going to be judged upon. But in theory, does Giordano help that blue line? Of course he does, because even at 38 years old, he can still play at a pretty good level. Uh, when you're talking about a blue line, especially lately, that's had some holes in it, and Jake Muzzin's been out, and you're worried about who's going to step up and be a good defensive presence on that blue line, Giordano's going to help that quite a bit. Uh, as far as Colin Blackwell, he's a good depth forward who can score, but he's a great defensive forward. Uh, Colin Blackwell as well. So and Dubas didn't give up a first round pick in that trade, which I thought was the best part of it. You know, he didn't give up any high capital in order to get those two guys in there. So a uh, great job by him. But again, does this mean that this trade is going to be evaluated based on whether they win a playoff series for the first time? It feels like in my lifetime. Well, it feels that way. It's been 18 years. So, you know, that's where you're going to find out whether this leaf trade was a success or not. And Jimmy can certainly talk about this one. Hampus Lindholm, Look, we've talked about this with Boston. I think Charlie McAvoy's a terrific defenseman. And then after that, you've got good defensemen in, in Grizzly, good defensemen at times in Carlo, although he sometimes has his rough patches here and there. And then after that, it's just a, a whole bunch of, you know, concerns and question marks on the Boston blue line. They needed a blue liner in a worst way. And this guy comes in and he's going to shore that up. He's got tons of experience, played in the playoffs, good at both ends of the ice. Hampus Lindholm is a nice addition for the Boston. And they had to have it. Boston had to grab a blue liner, a good one, a veteran one, an experienced one. And they got that their guy uh, in Hampus Lindholm. So uh, well done by the Bruins there. Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you on the trades over the weekend. Giroux, the Toronto deal, and Lindholm to uh, Boston. Yeah, well, I'll start with the Boston one there, too. I mean, I, I think this could go down uh, when all is said and done. It could go down as being one of, if not the best trades that Don Sweeney ever makes. The fact he was able to, you know, not just get him, but then lock him up to that, what I thought was a pretty reasonable contract there. I don't like giving eight years. He's going to be, what, about 36 by the time this runs out. But at the same time, that's what you got to do for a pr premium defenseman in the NHL. And that's what they've been missing, guys, right, is – is size. They needed a minutes eater. They needed a physical guy and a guy that can also move the puck to play alongside Charlie McAvoy there. And they got that. And then today, I mean, he's only going to be a six or seven, you know, depth guy, but they added even more size with Josh Brown from the senators. So, you know, much like the wild the Bruins put an emphasis on getting some size and grittiness, uh, especially on the back end there, the Giordano move. I like it. Um, I mean, I, I just, I, I don't, I'm, I'm at a loss of words to describe the Toronto Maple Leafs and what they're doing right now. I mean, how you think that your goaltending duel that you have right now is going to get you, uh, you know, they're lucky that the East is settled. Let me just put it th this way. If they were in, in the West and they were in the fifth slot in the West right now, I would go on record and saying they're going to miss the playoffs because I just, th this team can't go anywhere until they fix that goaltending situation and unless they do it here in the final 24 minutes, we're at 2.36 p.m. Eastern, I I don't see – they can get whoever they want. They can go out and get uh, Connor McDavid for all I care. Really, you, you can't – obviously, the Oilers prove that. They have McDavid, but they don't have goalies. So what those two teams are doing, not addressing that situation, I think is just irresponsible management. Yeah, the goaltending is it's, – it's really weird what's been going on. They put Peter Morozik on waivers yesterday – and I understand that. I mean, he's not been good. He's yeah. obviously struggled. And they had Hari Sateri uh, in play. And apparently that's how he pronounced it, is the Hari Sateri. Great name. The other way, Harry Sateri, is just makes me laugh every time. But apparently he's actually Hari. That's that's his first name. Hari Sateri. Hari uh, Carey. Yeah. Yeah. Hari Carey yeah. Sateri. But I, I thought they, they 
acquired him or, you know, because of the fact that unfortunately they had to put him on waivers uh, when they signed him, uh, the Leafs. And unfortunately he didn't stick around. Arizona claimed him. So I think that was actually going to be a plan that they were going to have him as part of the organization. Now we don't know. Satari, Satari is just as freaking much of a question mark and an unknown as Shawgren, Campbell, Morozik, or anybody else. Cause look, he's been good in the last three years over in the KHL. It's been actually great numbers over there, but we know that doesn't always translate to the NHL. And, and you know, he wasn't good enough to stick in the NHL in the first place. And that's why he went over there. And now I've, I heard he fixed his game and, and, and he's fixed some things in his form and his technique and he's worked on things and he's improved. Uh, over there, but still, can he come back into the NHL and play well for you? We don't know that just yet. So as a result, you know, they thought maybe Sateri was going to be part of this goaltending puzzle for Toronto, but now he gets claimed by Arizona, so that won't be the case. That means you've got Campbell still out, and you've got Eric Schalgren right now uh, at this point in time. Morozik cleared waivers so just a, about an hour ago, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him now. Uh, but yeah, you would think now with time you know, running out here, is Georgiev on the uh, table here for the Leafs? Who knows? Or someone, you know, to try to uh, bring in a goalie right before the Adela. I think Georgiev and maybe you send Morazic to the Rangers, try to make that work. I don't know. Uh, but it's definitely, and look, Georgiev, we shit on him all the time, you know, lately, especially he hasn't been great. And then yesterday, day before the trade deadline, he throws an absolute gem out there against Carolina yesterday. An unbelievable performance. It's like uh, Alexander Brodeur last night. Uh, against uh, the Carolina Hurricane. Uh, he was terrific in that game. What, 40 saves? Carolina's desperate for a win. They've lost a few in a row in Carolina, back-to-back for the Rangers, and he was just phenomenal. And it's like, yeah. man, why can't we get Georgiev like that all the time? But uh, he was absolutely terrific last night, and you would think maybe there's a team out there that wants to look in the direction of Alexander Georgiev uh, right before uh, this 3 p.m. Eastern trade deadline but we will have to wait and see on that uh alex uh you can mention anything you want from the weekend the Giroux trade anything else that went down yeah the Giroux trade i mean that that's obviously a big deal and, and, and it's interesting i mean other than obviously the guys who've played long time with one team and then get moved but has there ever been a player who's played exactly a thousand games where his thousandth game with one team was his final game with that club and then get yeah. moved i don't think that's ever happened before so. so that that had to be you know a, a kind of a whirlwind feel for him to you know have that ceremony and also kind of it being a going away because uh, he knew he was going to get dealt just a matter of where he, where he goes. But now going to Florida uh, and that team's just absolutely loaded. And, you know, obviously, you know, we talk about building a playoff team. You talk about goaltending, you talk about adding grit and, and toughness because you got to be able to, to, to battle and, and be a, more physical than usual. But this Florida team's kind of built like, you know, maybe they could just, you know, start winning playoff games by six or seven, you know, scoring six or seven goals a night. I mean, that, that, that seems to be that, uh, you know, the, the top end of that offense, uh, there's the ceilings, there's, there's no limit to the ceiling with them now. And now they have, you know, obviously Bobrovsky playing well, they seem to be built to make a deep run as well. And, and, and Giroux adding that veteran presence, a guy who's, you know, been to a cup final uh, and, and been, like I said, been a captain, you know, most of his career. It, it just, you know, it's a great move for Florida. The Giordano move, I mean, it's, you know, like I said, you know, Toronto's doing all they can to try to help shore up that blue line. But, you know, like I said, without them, you know, making a move for the goaltending, uh, it, I don't think really much is going to change there. And same thing with Edmonton. Edmonton not making a move unless they do in, you know, next 20 minutes for a goalie, especially now we saw, you know, like I said, you know, going back to the Flurry Cockinen thing, like, you know, if Flurry goes to the wild, Cockinen is now available you'd think Edmonton and Toronto would have been scrambling, trying to put something together to, to get him because 
he'd probably have one of the better options, especially if you want to do something long term in the in the case of Edmonton, uh, because you're gonna you know not you got Mike Smith who's forty, uh, you got Koskinen who I think is gonna at the end of his deal, so he, to help you know find a goal you could help you now and in the future would have been the best spot for the Oilers, but I don't know if that's gonna be the case. Obviously, it's not gonna be Koskinen, but if I don't think they're gonna be able to make a move of that substantiality at this point, they just got to try to find something that'll work right now. But, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's funny how the, the goalie carousel works. Like you said, with, uh, the Sateri, you know, move, and then he ends up going to Arizona. Wedgwood gets traded out of nowhere to, to Dallas. So you, you'd like to think that there's going to be some goalies that, that are moving around a little bit in the next few minutes, uh, because there's some teams that definitely need Toronto and Edmonton. If those are the biggest gaps for them right now, uh, moving forward. You know what that tells me? Braden Holtby ain't coming back anytime soon from this injury mm-hmm. that he's had for the last uh, week or so, uh, bringing in Wedgwood in Dallas, because obviously they don't feel good enough about Adam Scheel, who is sitting as the backup to uh, Ottinger uh, over the weekend from the uh, AHL. And his numbers in the AHL, we talked about this, Vito and I, yesterday, in case he had started against the Islanders. Optimally, they ended up going to uh, – or Washington, rather, yesterday. They ended up going back with Ottinger on a back-to-back yesterday, but Scheel's numbers were kind of rough. When you're barely above a 900 save percentage in the AHL, that's not necessarily a good thing. And uh, that's why we were a little bit concerned. And obviously they go after Wedgwood because obviously I think Holpe's going to be out for still some uh, period of time. No question. Uh, Terry, did you want to mention? Guys, I just want to jump in. I got to, I got to go. I'm getting something here that I might have to jump on and write. All right. No problem. Good to see you though. My one play today is the over in the first period Bruin taps. That's it. All right. Good stuff, Jimmy. All right. See you later. guys. There he is, Jimmy Murphy. Uh, like I say, not, not many people working harder than him uh, the last uh, week for never mind week, two weeks, longer than that. I mean, it's just been uh, re- remarkable how busy the guy's been. But uh, Jimmy Murphy, there he is on the Ice Guys show. Terry, anything from the weekend trade-wise? Uh, what stuck out to you? Um, well, Giordano, uh, Leafs need him. Uh, Leafs obviously need a defenseman. Uh, but Jimmy and Alex are right. Uh, Leafs and Edmonton uh, – they both need to get a goaltender. Um, I don't think Kakinen would have worked because neither team has a defenseman. Gar- Wild needed a defenseman. Uh, so it made the, Gar- the trade with San Jose made sense. But uh, I don't know if Leafs or Edmonton uh, have a defenseman the Wild would have wanted. Uh, but there are definitely goalies available out there. And uh, Edmonton should make the playoffs. Um, Leafs will make the playoffs. Uh, go for it. Like you need, you need a goaltender. Uh, goaltending is so important. Um, so I, 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 I'm surprised uh, that neither have acquired a goaltender yet. Um, yeah. It's 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 going to be interesting. You know, we've got uh, to see what happens here down the stretch because we've got about 15 minutes before the trade deadline. Of course, just when the deadline hits, don't think, oh, we're not going to hear of any trades. That always, there's trades that slip through the wires after the deadline that we hear for the first time. So uh, there's very potential that we could hear some trades after 3 p.m. Eastern. And like I said, if we hear anything between now and the end of the show in terms of major deals, we will uh, mention them here uh, on the Ice Guys show. Uh, Let's turn our attention to tonight's games. I said yesterday on the show, be careful tonight. You know, tread lightly because there's lineup uncertainty uh, up and down the board. You know, players are coming in. Players are going out. This is obviously trade deadline day. Lineups are very, very uh, unsteady uh, right now uh, in a lot of these instances. So just be aware of that. 
uh, in some of these games. Uh, and there's only four games, which I like. It's nice the NHL went with a lighter slate tonight on trade deadline day, loading it up for uh, tomorrow instead with 11 games. I think this is like the third straight Tuesday that there's going to be 11 games uh, on the card, which is a good thing because we've got our next bet cast, uh, obviously, tomorrow night uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, this will be my last last bet cast for two weeks because there'll, there'll be one next Tuesday, uh, March 29th, but um, I'll be in San Antonio, so uh, I won't be on that one. Uh, but there still will be a BetCast next Tuesday, and I'll be on tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern. We may end it a little earlier tomorrow night just because, you know, got a big day ahead Wednesday. It's the day before I leave for San Antonio, Texas. Uh, lots to do, lots to pack and, you know, make sure all your ring. I got to do the COVID test uh, on Wednesday, uh, all that shit. So uh, we're going to maybe do, uh, wrap up the BetCast a little earlier uh, tomorrow night, uh, not stay on right till the end, but still we'll be there. Uh, at least at the beginning, 7 p.m. Eastern on the uh, Ice Guys Betcast uh, Tuesday night. Uh, looking forward to that, as always. All right, Boston, Montreal. We've got Boston, minus 230, uh, road favorite, six the total in this game. The Bruins, of course, uh, obviously active at the uh, trade deadline. We talk about with uh, Hampus uh, Lindholm uh, being brought in. Uh, you know, however, he's not going to play tonight. Uh, you know, uh, as he, uh, you know, they're going to try to, you know, work him in. Uh, he's also been, been, you know, a situation where he's, you know, traveling from Anaheim to Boston, you know, going from the West Coast to the East Coast. So you won't see him tonight make his Bruins debut. More likely going to see him Thursday night uh, when they take on the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Patrice Bergeron placed on IR, which is uh, obviously not something you want to see uh, if you're the uh, Bruins, but uh, he'll miss tonight's game. Uh, he'll return once he's healthy. Uh, Bruce Cassidy said, though, it's not going to be something that's long-term. They, they still hope maybe at the end of the week or next week to have Bergeron back. So it's not going to be a situation where he's going to be out for multiple weeks, which is uh, a sigh of relief, certainly, uh, if you're a, a Boston Bruins fan. Uh, Jake Allen confirmed in net for Montreal tonight. Not at all a surprise. He started the last uh, two games uh, for the Canadians. Looked a lot sharper and a lot more comfortable uh, Saturday night in the 5-1 win against Ottawa. That first game against Dallas, you know, where they lost 4-3, you know, I don't think he played his best. I don't think he was, uh, you know, I think he was a little bit, you know, for a long time not playing, uh, maybe not sharp initially. You needed that, get that game under your belt, feel a little bit better. Uh, so he did play better against Ottawa. We'll be challenged here by this Bruins team. And the one thing, too, with the uh, Canadians is as they trade pieces away, you know, that lineup gets thinner, you know, up front. You know, you don't have the depth now. Maybe you did have. You just traded away. Uh, Arturi Lekkonen earlier today, Brett Kulak, you traded away a defenseman. And I'm looking at this Montreal lineup for tonight, you guys. And I'm seeing a forward group where you still have Caulfield, Suzuki, Anderson, Drew and Pitlick and Hoffman, your top six forwards. But then you look at the third and the fourth line, you've got a mishmash of Pizzetta, Dvorak, Armia, Evans, Byron, and uh, Dauphin is probably what you're looking at because, you know, you've got uh, Brendan Gallagher still out. And then on the blue line, you've got Romanov, Petrie, Edmondson, Weidman, Savard Stout, of course, Weber hasn't played yet this year. And you're probably looking at William Lagesson and Corey Schoenman uh, on the uh, third pair tonight for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. That's where it really shows that, uh, you know, they're going to be looking pretty youthful, you know, at that uh, back end. Now, uh, obviously, Lagesson's a guy, though, that played in Edmonton, uh, traded to the uh, Canadians uh, in that Kulak trade, but probably not going to play tonight that trade just happened so uh who who they they're basically going to be pulling you know throwing something at the wall see what sticks is your approach tonight for marty saint louis with this third pair of defensemen 
you know, who the hell is it going to be? It's going to be <laughs> Schoenman, and maybe you got to call someone up in an emergency from the AHL because Lagason's not going to be here in time uh, to play for this game. So this is a very, very concerning blue line in terms of their depth tonight, which could be bad news, which means, you know, you could see Boston light the lamp. I, I, I certainly could make a case for Boston team total tonight over three and a half. I do like the full game over. That is the main bet for me in this game is over six Bruins and Habs. I do think Montreal offensively, I like what I see. And the one thing they've got is still they've got the guys in the lineup that have been producing lately. Suzuki, Caulfield, uh, especially. Those are the guys that have been driving the bus for Montreal offensively. So I think at home they could chip in some goals. And I certainly think Boston uh, will find the back of the net as well. So I like over six. Maybe a smaller look toward a Bruin team total uh, over three and a half. I did cash with Montreal team total against Ottawa. I thought that was a game they'd win. And, and look, they're they're not an easy team to lay a price with because they, they give you a really good effort night in and night out. Uh, they're in every game, it seems, lately. Uh, but they have cooled off a little, too, and uh, four in their last six games. But again, they've been right there, in, even in all the losses. 5-3 to Vancouver with an empty netter. 4-3 shootout loss to Seattle. 6-3 to Arizona, but they really carried the play and dominated the game. They deserved a better fate there. And then a 4-3 loss to Dallas in overtime. So they've been right in every game. It's not easy to lay this kind of a number against this Montreal team, but I do think they're kind of up against it, particularly defensively tonight with that depth issue for the blue line after this trade deadline day. What do you think here, Alex? Boston, Montreal. Yeah, you know, you mentioned that, you know, this is a, a going to be a thin blue line for Montreal moving forward. And, and, you know, that's the thing to look at from a betting standpoint with the with the deadline is, you know, there's going to be some of these teams that are out of the race that are going to have some glaring weaknesses now, especially with goaltending uh, and, and the blue line and even, the, you know, offense is being affected as well. And, and you know, when you're looking at these high prices, everything is, uh, you know, a, a big favorite. Every team, you know, all the favorites are big favorites tonight. So you got to find ways to go around that. And, and I like that first period over. Jimmy mentioned it as he was leaving out. I, I really like that here within this spot. Uh, both teams are seven and three, the last 10 to the first period over. And, you know, you're not going to find a lot of value with the Bruins, even, even leading the half a goal. I, I think you're probably looking at what, plus 110 for the first period. So I'm going to go with that first period over, uh, laying a dollar 35 at one and a half. And uh, like I said, I'm leaning with the full game over as well, too. You know, much off, they can't stop this Boston team. Uh, you know, we know how Boston can get. Sometimes they can, you know, kind of get in their own way, maybe only score three goals, but then sometimes they can get everything rolling offensively and, uh, you know, put in six or seven on their own. So so I go lean, definitely won the first period over, but I lean with the full game over as well. Yeah, no doubt. And it's worth noting with Boston and Montreal, two head-to-head games this year, six-plus goals in both games. One had six and one had seven total goals. So I think worst-case scenario, you push here with the total. Uh, over six, and uh, I think it'll have a good chance to uh, clear that number. And by the way, Montreal back to being the over machine. We talked about this on the weekend. Uh, Montreal entering this game 8-0-1 to the over in their last nine games. Uh, so it's been a definitely a heavy over-trending team, no doubt. And we want to make a big trade that's just gone down about a couple of minutes ago. It's just be all the details are being confirmed yet. We haven't got all the details, but it looks like Andrew Kopp is going to the New York Rangers Great deal. If that's the case, Andrew Kopp to the New York Rangers, that is a great deal because they need another forward. They rely a lot on Zabanajad and Panarin and Kreider and Strom to a lesser extent. Lafreniere's not really had that burst we expected for a top pick like him. Kapokako's injured, you know, and they haven't gotten enough consistently from their depth forward. So getting Andrew Kopp's a great pickup. Great job by the Rangers. Phenomenal. I, I can't say enough how well great a job Chris Drury did. Uh, bringing in uh, Andrew Kopp here 
uh, for this team. Terrific job by Drury, uh, the general manager. Cop can score for you. He's terrific defensively. Uh, he can play in the penalty kill. Like I say, he can chip in goals for you. Uh, just that all-around two-way forward, two-way player that is going to really be a benefit to the Rangers down the stretch. So like it. Good job. Thumbs up to Chris Drury for sure on that one. Andrew Cop to the Rangers. Uh, Alex, what do you think of that? Cop to the Rangers sounds like a great fit to me. Yeah, absolutely. And this, you know, Ranger team now they're making, like I said, even that with adding Justin Braun as well to that blue line. Uh, it's a Ranger team that's trying to, you know, get themselves short up to to not just be well, obviously going to be in the postseason, but to win a series uh, and, and move forward. Obviously, you got the best goalie right now, it's Shesterkin. And if they can get, like I said, just a, a blend of offense. It's funny. I was mentioning it the other night about how, you know, the teams that win, you got to have depth scoring. You got to ha- be able to have multiple guys every night. You just can't rely on on the you know one or two guys. Now that they're kind of building that depth, they can they can get that in motion and, and get some good momentum, some good momentum offensively going into the the, the end of the season. And I think that'll be a huge push for them because we know what they can do defensively. They can they can hang around in two one games. You know, Shuster can conceal a game or two in a seven game series, but can they get that offense rolling enough to where they can you know give you four or five goals a night? Uh, to keep up, you know, with the, those other teams like the Floridas and Tampa Bay's of the world, that's that's what they have to prove. They have to get that offense rolling. So uh, I think that's a good move for them. Like I said, he and he does add some, uh, you know, solid play in the back end as well. So you can find a good two way guys right now. That that's a big help for the Rangers. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I like it. We haven't heard the return yet, occupancy for Winnipeg in that deal. But uh, as soon as I hear it, uh, we'll definitely. Uh, let you know, but uh, good stuff for the Rangers getting uh, Andrew 36 points, by the way, in 55 games for the uh, uh, Jets this year. So, you know, that's a guy that can give you some offense, too. That's what I like. It's not just the defensive component. He will contribute to the scoreboard a little bit uh, for this Rangers team as well. Uh, Terry, if you got any thoughts on the cop deal, you can mention them. And also, what do you think here of the game, Boston and uh, Montreal tonight? Um, no, uh, Rangers, um, they're they're stocking up. Um they're going to be in the playoffs. Uh, this is the time to add um, something interesting. Trisha says in the chat, Hammond to Devils. Um, I wonder why the Devils would trade for Hammond, who's hurt. Like that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, not the Hamburglar on his way to Jersey. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because he's injured and they're not making the playoffs. So I don't really know exactly like what that. Maybe they're moving another goaltender. I guess we'll have to see. Yep. Um, but with uh, the Bruins Canadians here, uh, Boston has had Montreal's number uh, six and one in the last seven trips to Montreal. Um, Boston 29 and three on the road this year, uh, six, one and one in their last eight games. Um, it has trended under though, uh, when Boston's gone to Montreal three over seven under in the last 10 uh, between these two teams, but Montreal trading away their defense um jake allen who's looked okay since coming back um i I like i like boston here i'm gonna jump on the puck line as well Uh, i I like what this boston team is doing yeah all right good stuff indeed all right uh, so by the way the rangers aren't done they've just made another deal with the canucks tyler mott uh, is coming to the uh, New York Rangers as well in a separate deal uh, with the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So uh, they weren't screwing around when they said we got to get some depth with our forward group because they just have not been getting consistently yeah. much from the bottom six forwards. And boy, Tyler Mott's another guy that's going to help that for the uh, Rangers a little bit. You know, 15 points, that's solid. That's solid numbers for a guy that's playing on a third line. 15 points this year. He's good away from the puck as well. 
you like what you see from uh, Tyler Mott's game and another guy that's going to help this Rangers team out. Uh, no question. So there you go. Back-to-back trades for the Rangers, bringing in Andrew Kopp and uh, Tyler Mott uh, in the last uh, 10 minutes. So good stuff for New York there. All right, Vegas, Minnesota. Alex B. Smith will be there. Uh, at XL Energy Center tonight for this game. Golden Knights and Wild, Minnesota minus 180, uh, home favorite, six and a half the total. You know, I bet over the total, six minus 125 early. Actually, it was overnight. It was one of my, I like the goals to be scored in this game. This was before all this trade stuff went down with Marc-Andre Fleury and Middleton. Keep in mind, neither one is going to be available tonight. So, you know, you're not going to see either one for the uh, Wild tonight. And you're going to see Cam Talbot, obviously, in net because Fleury won't be starting until the next game. Uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild. So I'm sticking with my over position in this game. Uh, over six, it's now six and a half across the board. Uh, I think you'll see Minnesota find the uh, back of the net. Uh, Vegas, look, they got to show me they can take what they did at home and go on the road. You know, it's been nice to see them bounce back at home despite all the injuries and absences. Pacioretty, Stone, McNabb, Martinez, Hutton, Leonard, Smith. I mean, they've all been out with the same guys we've talked about for several games being out for the Golden Knights. It was nice to see them bounce back, win at home, 5-3 and 5-1. But at the same point in time, and finally get some offense going too, but at the same time, they got to show they can do it on the road. And on the road, this team was dreadful defensively. It wasn't necessarily great from the Logan Thompson and Laurent Brossois duo in net, which is, of course, who's got to hold the fort right now for Vegas until Robin Leonard comes back. So I think Minnesota here fired up at home. I could see them exploding a little bit offensively, but I could see Vegas chipping in because, you know, with this uh, Minnesota team, their defensive reinforcements, Marc-Andre Fleury, they're not going to get here till the next game. I think Vegas, with what we've seen from them the last couple of games, you know, they scored four against Columbus, three against Vegas, five in the back-to-back home wins against L.A. and Florida. I think they can contribute as well. So I like over the total in this one. Alex, you will be there. What do you think, Vegas, Minnesota? Yeah, like I said, I, I'm expecting a a playoff like atmosphere tonight. Obviously, I mean, I, you know, you got the Wild playing against the team they put net in the playoffs last in Vegas. You, you got you know the hype of of the trade. And like I said, Flurry, he won't play, but if he even if he's in the building, if he's in the press box, if he you know addresses and sits on the bench, however you know they announce him, it's going to be a a, a a loud and thunderous applause for sure. So. I think that's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a momentum builder and carry. I think that's going to trickle down to, to the guys on the ice. So I like Minnesota to score first. That's something I'll probably look to play live. Uh, I like the first period over, but it's it, two plus a dollar tw- 20. I don't play a lot of twos, especially lately. I've been trying to, you know, whittle that down, get a better price and a better number live in game. But I wouldn't talk anybody out of, out of the two tonight, honestly. I could see where this, this could be a high scoring first period for both teams. So, if you have the option to bet both teams to score, I saw uh, Cristado in the chat post that plus 165. I would endorse that as well. I think we're going to see a, a fast-paced start, uh, like I said, much like a playoff game. This, that's what I think. I'm, I'm expecting that kind of an, an, an intensity right off the bat. Uh, six and a half is something I definitely wouldn't be playing. If, if you find, you know, if you like the, the full over, definitely wait in-game for that. But uh, it, it just should be a, a, an electric atmosphere for sure. And I think Minnesota, like I said, this is one of those games, and like Terry mentioned, but this homestand, you, you know, you have to build that momentum of, of winning at home. Obviously, that's what the Wilds have been doing all year. They've been one of the best home teams for a long time. But to get this momentum and, and, and really sell the point home of, hey, we're getting ready for a deep playoff run. Let's take care of business night in, night out here at home. Then we, you know, deal with what we deal with on the road. You know, obviously, you're going to have to, you know, figure out how to win there too, but this definitely feels like a spot where the Wilds could have a big night tonight. So uh, I would also go with my official plays for this would be 
Wild first period, Wild and Vegas first period over, and one and a half live. I'm gonna go Wild regulation minus a dollar twenty-five, and I'm gonna go Wild first to score. But I'm also gonna look for that live, at hope probably laying a dollar twenty-five or a dollar thirty. Exactly, get a better price because you cannot yeah. get that now uh, pre-game. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, for sure, Alex. Uh, we know you got to run in a couple of minutes, yeah. so we'll let you talk. A, a bit. We'll give you give your best bet at the end, but also talk a little bit Edmonton, Colorado, Nashville, Anaheim. What do you like in those two games? Yeah, nothing with Edmonton, Colorado. I mean, that, that's a, a really high price. Even you got to be laying a dollar fifty even in regulation with with Colorado in that spot. So that's a game. It's a complete pass for me. Uh, Anaheim, Nashville. I'm I'm a little tempted to play the over there. Uh, you know, seeing a five and a half, I, you know, these are two teams that have kind of been up and down or, you know, we've seen them have offensive bursts and then all of a sudden they, you know, will go a few games and cool off. So it's a slight lean to the over there. Uh, and my, my best bet for the night would be uh, that Bruins have. So same thing as Jimmy Bruins Habs first period over uh, $1.35. The only thing that I've played right now, everything else I'm going to be playing closer to game time or, or in games. So. All right, great stuff. There we go. Uh, best bet over one and a half. First period, Boston, uh, Montreal. Uh, there we go. Alex, great to have you back on the uh, show and uh, enjoy yeah. the hockey game tonight. It's going to be a great atmosphere down at the XL. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm jealous of you, Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. Jealous of you. It's going to be amazing. I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a picture and send it to you on Twitter, man. So, <laughs> all right, see you guys. Have a good one. There he is, Alex B. Smith. See Alex. Uh, there it is, Alex B. Smith. Uh, back on the show, great to have him back. You know, we, we miss Alex when he's not here, and I, I feel it definitely. I mean, almost you know, last week was just a write-off for him with all the fucking drilling and noise and everything going on in his apartment. But uh, good to see Alex and hear him back here on the show today. Uh, all right, Terry, here's your chance to talk Vegas, Minnesota. Yeah, um, the Wild four one and one uh, in their last six games, so I guess it's fair to say they've turned the corner. Uh, from that rough stretch there, uh, six over, two under, uh, one landed on six uh, in their last nine. Uh, Vegas, two and five in their last seven, four over, two under, one landed on six. Uh, the Wild, six, oh, and two uh, in their eight regular season games at home versus Vegas. Uh, Vegas has not had uh, much success coming here um, in Minnesota. Talbot's won four starts in a row. Uh, 906 save percentage, 2.5 goals against. Brossois is projected uh, if he does play. He's 1-4 and four in his last five games, 849 save percentage, and a 3.4 goals against average. Uh, this Wild is uh, the Wild are the second-best scoring team at home. Um, with the Flurry trade, with the Middleton trade, um, I expect uh, Talbot to come out, uh, and I expect him to come out uh, to play tonight. Uh, obviously, he doesn't want to just give up the, the net to Flurry. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna try to make it tough uh, for uh, for Flurry to get the starting job. I'm sure um, the Wild should be motivated. The crowd should be amazing. Um, I'm on the Wild. No surprise uh, in regulation. I also have Boston and Minnesota parlayed, uh, both money lines and both in regulation as well. Uh, I really like Boston and Minnesota both tonight. Um, this is going to be a, a fun game to watch. Also, Kaprizov, uh, anytime goal, and Kaprizov over three and a half shots, uh, both at plus 110. Uh, Kaprizov has scored some very nice goals against this Vegas team um, in the regular season, uh, and he's been hitting three, four, five shots each night. So I think he gets to four shots tonight. I think he scores. Um, 
maybe even Kaprizov over one and a half points. Um, I see this being a big, big game for the Wild tonight. Big game. For, I, I agree. Uh, I like the, the over, and I think most of it's going to be Minnesota uh, contributing to that. Uh, and uh, like I say, I, I got to see Vegas play good on the road here. Uh, that road trip was an abomination for them uh, before they went back home and they beat Florida and L.A. Uh, in back-to-back games, which was good. And those were two pretty good teams, Florida and L.A. Good, good wins for Vegas, considering especially who they've got out of the lineup right now. But that was at home on the road. That was a, d- a disaster for them. You know, they're losing to the sisters of the poor of the National Hockey League, too, on that road trip. Buffalo, Philly, you know, they lost a couple of really bad ones, too, uh, in that Columbus is up and down. They lost to them. So it was a rough road trip for Vegas, and we'll see if they can uh, bring what they did at home with them on the road. I got to be proven. Uh, I got I to see the proof first before I uh, bet it. What do you think here, uh, Terry, next up, our next game? Should be one of the games of the night for sure, along with Vegas, Minnesota. is probably the next best game. Edmonton, Colorado. We got Colorado minus 200 home favorites, six and a half the total. I think this game means a little something to Ed. Not that it doesn't mean anything to Colorado. It does. But I think this is a, this is a spot I think Edmonton could be live. And, and I'm going to look a little bit toward them in a first period full game money line split. Again, do I feel strongly? No. How can you with Mike Smith and Ned? I get that. That's a worry. Uh, there's no question and a concern for me uh, in this game. But, you know, Mike Smith did play good last time. Now it was Buffalo. I hear it. I hear it. It's not, you know, it's not Colorado, obviously, but one goal allowed, 27 saves on 28 shots. It's step in the right direction here for Mike Smith. Uh, no question about that. I just think for Edmonton, Colorado loses this game tonight. It's no big deal. They know they're great. They're, they know they're a good team. They know they're going to be contending for a cup. I think for Edmonton, this is we got to show what we can do against someone really, really good. Because this is a nice run. They played. They have played some really good hockey, Edmonton. I like what I see from them right now. They've won five in a row. Washington. They beat Tampa Bay. Let's let's give them their due there. They beat the Lightning four to one. That was an impressive win there. Yeah, a little shaky against Detroit. Had to hang on seven five, but they pretty much controlled the game back-to-back against Buffalo and New Jersey, two teams you'd want them to beat, you'd expect them to beat. They did. They took care of business. I think this is a huge game for Edmonton. It's time to show that, hey, we're going on the road. We're facing this juggernaut avalanche team, and we are definitely going to try to show that you know we can compete with these teams, not only now, but come playoff time. And for Colorado, Terry, there's one thing that does concern me. They've got bodies coming in, bodies going out right now with this trade deadline like crazy. So their lineup's a little unsettled right now. And if you're Jared Bednar tonight, you might have to shake things up. You might have to shake up your forward lines. You may have to shake up your D pairs tonight in this game because of what's going on and all the trade deadline activity. That's something that, you know, concerns me a little bit. Josh Manson's going to make his uh, avalanche debut, but uh, or actually he did make his debut the other, uh, the other or last game, I should say against LA. But, uh, when you look at it here still, he's getting used to things. They've still without Byram and Gerard on the back end. Landeskog out up front. You know, there's going to be some shakeups in terms of the forward group, the, the D pairs too. So, and, and because you're going to see maybe some changes, you may not see uh, a situation where this team is fully, you know, in sync tonight. Not that they won't be for sure, but they have won three in a row. But I just look at this price and I go back to the last time, Terry, that Colorado hosted Edmonton. It was two years ago. You know, it's been a while. But in that game, Colorado as a home favorite was minus 120 in that game. And now we're at a point here where now Colorado's minus 200, minus 210. This is what we're looking at here. We're looking at Edmonton being priced like their absolute chopped liver uh, against the Avalanche. And that's what this price is trying to tell you, that this team is just chopped liver. 
dead as a doornail compared to Colorado. I, I don't buy that. And I think the effort is there for Edmonton. I think this is a proving ground of sorts. If they win this game, it gives them a massive shot of confidence moving forward. Colorado loses this game conversely. Are they panicking? No, they aren't. And, you know, we have started to see Colorado lose at home lately. Let's keep that in mind. Arizona beat them uh, at home recently. You know, they got a major, major scare from the Islanders, you know, in a home game. You know, they lost to Calgary, obviously, uh, in overtime. Arizona beat them. Uh, at home, Dallas has beaten them at home. I think I think there's a shot, puncher's chance at the very least for Edmonton in this game. So I'm going to go with small bets toward the first period money line and the full game money line split here uh, on the Edmonton side in this one. The to- team total too over two and a half might be something to consider. Kemper had the shutout streak snapped finally against San Jose, and I know what it's like with Darcy Kemper. I know he's a very good goalie, but when he goes on the great shutout streak like he did, he got it snapped against San Jose. This is when sometimes he has that little bobble, and then he goes a couple of games where he looks ordinary again, and maybe you see that tonight against Edmonton. So, like I say, if there's one dog that I'm going to take a shot with tonight on this card, this is that game. Uh, What do you think here, Terry? Oilers, Avalanche. Oh, did Kemper play uh, versus the Sharks? Because I thought he was still on his two-game shutout streak. Uh, let me just see. Let me just double check. Yeah, he is actually still on. You're right. He, he wasn't him okay. against San Jose. That's my bad. Yeah, he did. He did play Calgary. He did play LA. Yeah, he's on that shutout streak. But look, uh, I think it's going to be a challenge tonight against Edmonton. Still, yeah. Yeah, Oilers. They've won five in a row. Four over, one under. Uh, they've been scoring. Colorado four and two in their last six. Three over, three under. Uh, the last six meetings in Colorado, Edmonton's four and two. Four over, one under. Franco's played against San Jose. Yes, correct. Yep. Yeah, two landed on six. So these are high-scoring teams um, lately uh, when they faced each other. Uh, but Kemper uh, has been very good lately. A 9.51 save percentage in his last five. 1.6 goals against uh, versus Mike Smith. Uh, this game's tough for me uh, right now. I have nothing on it. Uh, I, I think it should go over. But Kemper, I could see it going under with, if Kemper continues his streak. Uh, I could see the Oilers upsetting, but Mike Smith scares me. So this game is kind of just a, a stay off for me um, as of right now. It's, 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 it's pretty tough here. Yeah, no, no question about that. Yeah, over-under is tough because Smith was also excellent in his last start. And that's the last time we saw him. He played great. And, and obviously Kemper's on this shutout streak. Uh, which is something you really want to keep in mind as well as far as the uh, total goes uh, in this game. And uh, look, they've also been, they've actually been trending over under the total lately, especially in their own conference, 12 and 12 and five to the under in their last 17 games against Western conference teams, uh, Colorado. So that's why I'm staying off the total here. Uh, You know, I, I did consider maybe both teams first period, but uh, and I still still might bet that small plus 125, but I could see that being a 1-1 game and then maybe settling down after that. Uh, but I think both teams bring energy at the onset, so that's kind of – and I think Edmonton certainly does, which is why I think that both teams to score first period in this game plus 125 might be something to consider here. All right, Nashville-Anaheim. This is the final game of this Monday card. Nashville minus 170 road favorites, five and a half the total in this one. This is going to be that game on this card where if it doesn't work out well for yours truly, uh, it's going to be a losing night in the NHL because I want to say I've loaded up on this game, but we've got a bunch of different angles that we've hit, and it's all involving Nashville scoring and Nashville getting it done offensively tonight, which I think they will uh, in this game. You look at the situation for Anaheim. John Gibson's in net. 
he's been awful for the better part of the last month, month and a half. He was a little bit better against Florida. I guess three goals is now we were supposed to do, what, do handstands, jumping jacks, and celebrate now and wave the pom-poms for John Gibson that he gives up three goals against Florida. Like that's some big accomplishment, some big turnaround. I mean, he still gave up three goals. Was he a little bit better? Yeah. But that's what we're celebrating right now uh, with uh, John Gibson. That Yeah, he gave up three goals. Woo, what a performance. I mean, that's where we're at right now with John Gibson. It's been a brutal run for him. And if you thought he was struggling before, now look at this depleted. And I mean depleted Anaheim Blue Line now. I mean, with the trades that have occurred, Lindholm's been jettisoned out of town. Uh, Josh Manson traded last week to Colorado. You talk about blue lines that are uh, patchwork right now going into this hockey game. That's Anaheim at the moment. You've got Fowler. You've got Drysdale. You've got Mahura. And then and Shattenkirk, obviously. But that third pair is a, a worry. You're going to call up Simone Benoit from the Miners and Andre Schuster, who is a journeyman, been around forever, a blue liner uh, in the NHL and kicking around in the Miners for the last you know few years. Now he's been called up uh, here tonight against uh, to face uh, Nashville. So that third pair defensive pair for the uh, Ducks tonight, that's that's a worry. You know, that's a concern. You've got basically an AHL defensive pair right there playing for you. Uh, on that third pair tonight against Nashville with a struggling goalie who's shaken with his confidence right now. On the Nashville side, they're starting a road trip. They're going to go through the West Coast swing. They're going to be in L.A. after this tomorrow night, Vegas after that. Uh, they bounced back from a 5-4 loss to the Philadelphia Flyers. Remember, I took Philly as a big home dog in that game against Nashville. I said Nash Nashville probably should beat Philly most nights, but I think they're walking into a tough spot here. Philly, the final game for Claude Giroux. Uh, with the team, his thousandth game. They wanted to win that one badly uh, for him, uh, and they did that 5-4. So I don't give Nashville – I don't penalize Nashville too heavily for losing that game, especially when you see them bounce back, Terry, play the way they did against Toronto Saturday night. Very nice bounce-back win there uh, against the Leafs. Now they're starting a road trip. They still played some pretty good hockey overall, 6-2 and two in their last eight games. Uh, I think this is definitely a game they should take care of business. I like what we're seeing offensively, especially from Nashville lately. They've become – They've become a very good offensive team during this great run they've put together. They had the eight spot against San Jose, four against Anaheim when they beat them at home, seven, uh, four goals against St. Louis, six against Minnesota. Unfortunately, you're wild uh, that night, Terry. Had a tough night against Nashville. Nashville put six on the board. A couple, though, were uh, empty netters. Uh, Four-one against Pittsburgh. They won four goals against Philly. And then the sixth spot uh, against Toronto, bringing an end to the Eric Schalgren train. Uh, derailing the train, at least for one night. Uh, there, Look, it's Duchesne, it's Forsberg, it's Johansson stepped up. T Tanner Janot seems to make an impact every game for them. Tomasino's given them some offense. And now you face an Anaheim team that's depleted at the back end because of these trades, Gibson and Nett. I, I have four different bets here tonight in this game. We're on Nashville in regulation uh, at around minus 110. We're on Nashville Team total over three and a half at plus 120, which I think is a terrific price. To get to four goals tonight with this team, uh, I think they absolutely can do that. So Nashville team total over three and a half plus 120. And I'm going to do a little Chris Otto special here uh, in this game with Nashville. Team total over one and a half first period at plus 230. That is a, you know, it's obviously a minus 190 for them to score uh, in the first period. I'm going to go for the jugular here. A first period team total over one and a half plus 230 uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators. And Alex mentioned the full game over 
five and a half earlier. I'm on that as well. Uh, Nashville Anaheim over five and a half uh, minus one twenty. Uh, I just think Nashville's scoring right now. They've got a boatload of confidence. Their power play has been terrific lately as well. Look at this Nashville power play. Uh, it is connected in five of the last six games that they have scored a power play goal, which is very good. And not a surprise, uh, Anaheim's given up a power play goal uh, in back-to-back games. So this looks like a spot where Nashville wins and Nashville lights the lamp early and often. So Nashville and Reg, Nashville first period team total over one and a half plus 230. Nashville full game team total over three and a half plus 120. And Nashville Anaheim over five and a half minus 120 full game total. There you have it. All right, Terry, what do you think Nashville Anaheim? Uh, this is another game I'm staying away from, actually. Uh, Nashville, you, like everything you just said, Ian, is correct. They should come out here and they should smash this Ducks team. Um, however, they've not fared well in Anaheim. Uh, the Ducks have won uh, their 8-1 and one in the last nine meetings in Anaheim. Uh, the same type of thing we had here when Dallas was in Washington. Uh, they had won eight of the last nine uh, in Washington. I went with Washington. That's and true. They have a bad history here. You're right about that in Anaheim in the Duck Pond. I went with the hotter team and and, and Capitals, but but the Dallas just wins in Washington. And same thing here. Ducks struggle here in Anaheim, so I, I'm staying away from this game uh, just because my gut's telling me to stay away. Um, however, in these meetings, when these two teams do face each other, it's uh, six over, two under, two landed on six. Uh, so I, I could see goals here. I could definitely see goals here. Um, waiting to see who's in net for Nashville exactly because um, there hasn't been any confirmations yet. Uh, it is uh, Gibson for the Ducks. This one scares not me. Be Soros for Nashville because they play tomorrow night in uh, L.A. I believe, yeah, it's tomorrow night uh, at, oh. in Los Angeles. So you might see David Riddick tonight. Uh, you might, although he has won his last two starts, I believe. Uh, he's won his, each of his last two starts. So he's been a little bit better, which is good to see. And it's a manageable opponent in uh, Anaheim. But uh, if anything, that might make me uh, uh, that make me uh, increase the unit size by a, a quarter unit or something on the full game over if I see that it's Riddick tonight. Yeah, it's five and a half minus one twenty-five. I'm jumping on that right now. Like uh, there, there has to be. Yep. There, there should be definitely some some goals in this game with Anaheim's defense. Um, I, I think Predators win it, but the past history is keeping me off. Keeping yep. me off. But I'm going to jump on the over. I, th- I think we see goals for sure. Yeah, they're six and three over in the last nine Nashville, and a lot of it has been obviously the 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 surge in the offense. I mean. That that's exactly why they've trended over, and it's why they've been winning games. And I've never looked at Nashville necessarily as a good offensive team, uh, and I think they're going to have some, you know, regression with this offense at some point. But right now, with Forsberg, Johansson, Duchesne, uh, Ellie Tolvanen keeps impressing as a young uh, forward. Uh, uh, Granlund, Cunning, uh, like I said, Tanner Janot seems to score big goals for them. Tomasino can chip in and he's down on the fourth line right now. So uh, definitely like what I'm seeing from Nashville at this point in time. Uh, Again, we'll see who's in net for Nashville. Saros, will it be him? And if not, could be Riddick with them playing LA tomorrow night. So we'll see. But I still like, I think Nashville, even with Riddick and net could still win this game because I think it's just, they will score on this Anaheim defense, which is depleted. And John Gibson, obviously not exactly playing at a high level at the moment for the Ducks. Now he's got an even weaker blue line in front of him tonight than he's had for the last several weeks when he's been struggling and fighting the puck and 
fighting his confidence. So uh, that's the way I see it. I think that Nashville can uh, find a way and more than anything goals in this game, Nashville goals and the full game over five and a half minus minus one twenty. I like that as well. All right. Great stuff uh, with uh, Terry Edelman, Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy. They joined us as well uh, on the show earlier. Uh, we thank everyone for joining us on this Monday edition of the ice guys show. Hit the uh, like button. Uh, we appreciate it uh, very much. Uh, we will, of course, get to uh, best bets in just a second. Looks like we've got a couple uh, late-breaking trades. Uh, we do want to update those before we uh, wrap up the show. Uh, it looks like uh, Max Domi uh, is headed to the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, and that's not surprising that he's headed somewhere because he was pulled off the ice uh, in terms of the uh, morning skate. Uh, Max Domi to the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. And uh, interesting because we know uh, with him uh, – Max Domi, he's not exactly had a great year. He's not exactly someone that's apparently uh, easy to uh, gel within the uh, team dynamic and the uh, dressing room necessarily. So how that works with uh, Carolina will be interesting. But look, Tony D'Angelo was a problem child uh, as well when Carolina got him. And look how that look how that's worked out for them. Uh, he's fit in nicely. He's been a great teammate. And I think they're kind of hoping that that's the same thing for uh, Max Domi here. Uh, with the uh, Hurricanes. And uh, yes, Derek Broussard as well, as someone mentioned in the chat, uh, on the move uh, as well. They've acquired, uh, we think they've acquired uh, Derek Broussard. Uh, apparently, uh, we're, they're working on it, but it uh, looks like he might be at least on the move to uh, Edmonton uh, right now as we speak. So uh, that's the latest. A busy, busy trade deadline day. Uh, and uh, we'll see how the, now the push for the playoffs begins. And now after tonight, starting tomorrow, I'm going to track over-unders in the NHL. And I want to see if we start seeing you know, the worm turn a little bit and more unders. Because I've been saying this for weeks. I said if I had to pick a time when I think we'll start to see tighter checking, lower scoring hockey, it'll be after the deadline. So let's see if that's the case tomorrow and moving forward. Uh, I'll be tracking that for sure. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, we want to mention them. Official sports betting partner of the NHL. They have your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Restrictions apply. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets uh, for the Monday show. And Dana, you're right, a lot of unders yesterday. Dana Schneider in our chat. So maybe maybe the unders post-deadline, maybe they started a day early. We'll see. But uh, something to track. We'll track them tonight as well, and certainly tomorrow and beyond. We're going to look to see if maybe we see uh, a few more unders moving forward uh, as well. And John, I agree. Rangers got a whole lot better. Huge up. Yeah, Julian Gauthier and Greg, Greg McKegg are floating around there on their bottom six. Please give me a break. I mean, now you bring in Cop, you bring in Mott. Uh, those are upgrades, uh, without a doubt. All right, best bets for this Monday card. I'm hoping maybe Terry does something outside the box here and maybe something a little bit different in terms of best bet. I kind of think I already know where he's going, but uh, maybe he'll surprise me. I doubt it. We'll see. Uh, Terry, what do you think here for Monday night best bet? Uh, I was looking at Wild and Regulation, uh, but you know what? Oh, I will do something different. 
uh, Boston, Minnesota, Moneyline Parlay, um, which uh, I will get the odds here for you. Uh, Boston, Montreal, Boston, Minnesota, Moneyline Parlay, plus 121. Um, right. I like that as my best bet. All right, Boston, Minnesota, Moneyline Parlay, plus 121 for uh, Terry uh, for his uh, best bet, hey, threw another team into his best bet. So yeah, he did change it out a little bit, just little a little bit, bit, little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. All right, my best bet for this uh, Monday card, uh, it's going to be, I'm going to go Nashville Anaheim. I was going to go Nashville team total or Nashville in regulation. You might see Riddick, so I'm going to pivot to the total. I'm going to pivot to that over five and a half minus one twenty uh, for Nashville Anaheim. Uh, I think Nashville and regular. I'm still betting Nashville and regulation and Nashville team totals, even if Riddick is in net. But I think even more, it'll step up the uh, strength of my opinion on the over for the full game if David Riddick's in net, because that could open the door a little bit for Anaheim, who, you know, still have Terry and uh, Troy Terry and Zegris, guys that can put the puck in the net for them. Uh, against still a little inconsistent at times, David Riddick. But I certainly think Nashville's scoring goals in bunches tonight against a short-handed blue line struggling goalie and John Gibson uh, let's go over five and a half minus 120 Anaheim and Nashville uh, that's going to be uh, my best bet for this Monday NHL card and that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us a reminder the ice guys is live seven days a week Monday to Friday 2 p.m. Eastern Saturday and Sunday noon Eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. And I'll, I'll plug his show because it's not on when the Ice Guys is on. Getting Wild with Terry. Uh, you can check out his show uh, as well daily on his channel uh, if you want even more NHL analysis and picks uh, and break and betting breakdowns and all that. So thanks to our special guest, Terry Edelman, for Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy as well, who joined us earlier. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of The Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.